Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. We are coming off of a really fun episode number 100. Just last week, Ryan and I came on for two and a half hours and some change and brought on some listeners of the show just to talk about all the hot topics in Kingsland. It was a fun episode. If you're looking for that one or any of our other episodes, you can always find those streaming wherever you get your podcasts or you can find us on the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V, new partnership as we go into the hundreds. So bringing my co-host as always, Ryan was good. What is going on? So pretty, uh, pretty shitty mood to be a, a fan in my household. Niners lost yesterday in the NFC Championship game, and fucking Kings dropped their seventh straight in New York. So uh, pretty, pretty damper mood. No beer today. Uh, sorry about that. I, you know, I'm starting this new thing where I'm trying not to drink beer during the week. So real bitch move on my part. But uh, yeah, King, Kings lost in New York today. It was ugly. Uh, Darren Fox, I believe, missed his third game in a row for that uh, quote-unquote ankle sprain. I'm sure we'll talk about that. But, uh, yeah, you know, I'm just – dude, as a Kings fan, you're really just trying to get to the trade deadline, right? Like this last – these last few weeks have just been brutal. Um, everybody know a change is coming. Excuse me, knows a change is coming. And, it, you know, we're just trying to get to trade deadlines. February 10th cannot come soon enough. Dude, I'm looking at right now. I could have counted because there was like I could have counted wrong because I'm looking at the schedule on the BR app and there's so many fucking L's. So I, I could I could potentially get this wrong. I'm pretty sure it's two two and fourteen in the last or two and twelve or something like that in the last fourteen. Something like that. And dude, that sounds about f- right. That's so bad. That's so bad, dude. It's that's pretty that yeah, that that's baffling, especially after the, you know, the way the team looked. You know, I like it. We it was not great. Obviously, they fired their coach. Just it wasn't that fucking great. But it, it wasn't this bad. This is like worst team in the league. This is like this is like bullshit. This is this is like uh, who's this like Ryan? What kind of Kings team? This is like the back in the day Kings teams. You know, the Beno Udre Kings teams. That's what this is. This is some bullshit. Yep. <laughs> the Beno Udre. Yeah, thirteen. I'm up. Yeah, I counted thirteen and two. And then, yeah, going back games. Yeah, that's it's bad, dude. It's this, you know, I I said it on the on the podcast on the hundredth episode last week, okay. And I said this might be the lowest point in you know of the last fifteen years. Like we might be at the lowest point right now. Um, and then you guys all, you know, wow, well, you know, there was some pretty low, nah, you know. <laughs> This is pretty bad, and it, it's pretty bad because of 
you know, there were, there have been a little bit of expectations the last few years, right? You know, the Kings did win 39 games a few years ago with a really, really, really young squad. You know, De'Aaron Fox, 20, I think he was second year in the league. Marvin Bagley was a rookie, was a rookie, was a rookie, Buddy healed 20 points a game. Uh, you know, so there was there was some juice around the franchise, right? We had Dave Yeager, um, and things have really just taken a turn for the worse, dude. And it's gotten continuously worse since then. And uh, they've added veterans. They've added Rashawn Holmes, Harrison Barnes. They drafted Halliburton. They drafted Davion Mitchell. Um, you know, they've they've went the route of trying to bring in guys like Mo Harkless, and, all, and it, it just nothing's worked. And this year, it's kind of just imploded. And uh, it, it's really obvious, you know, that the guys just really don't give a fuck. Honestly, like Sacramento just doesn't care. Uh, you know, they're tonight they're throwing out there. Um, you know, freaking uh, Metu's playing 25 minutes and was just absolutely did nothing. Uh, Harrison Barnes played 33 minutes, did absolutely fucking nothing. Uh, you know, how they've kind of just turned the team over to Halliburton. You know, I'm sure, you know, everybody loves Halliburton, but it's he's, you know, you, you turn over to a guy who's really not a primary scorer uh, and it's an issue. You know, you scored 96 points in an NBA game tonight against a team that's not that great, you know, in the Knicks. Um, you know, well, well below their season average in points. Um, you know, Davion Mitchell, who's not an offensive threat, you know, I'm pretty sure got 17 shots tonight. Uh, team doesn't give a shit. Coaches suck. Um, franchise sucks. You know, it, it's a it's another example why this is the worst ran franchise in American sports. It is. Uh, so, yeah, enough of my enough of my loathing right now. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's like where you go. I, I want to talk about like a couple specific topics here, and you definitely um, jumped on, you know, like a variety of them. And I, I would start off by saying, like, I don't know. I guess what's what's the key one there? What's the fun one, you dude? It's it's. I think that what I think the whole thing about, I think the whole thing about them not caring is clear, and that's a, that's always like a that take is is a rough take, dude, right? Because it's always like a. Oh, they don't care. They have a bad attitude. Like, what the fuck do we know? But I, I don't know. When you're playing well below, uh, well below the level that you that you clearly should be playing at, I think that's a I think that's a, like a fair a fair assessment, like a fair thing to say. You know, like they don't give a fuck. And I think the thing is too is that the most the, the most like egregious thing here is the. It's some of the, those veteran guys who the Kings counted on, who especially people in the in the past have counted on as being like these like key parts, like the Rashawn Holmes non-factor, you know the HB non-factor, you know. I think it's 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 when those guys are putting out very pedestrian fucking statistics that that's even more more alarming, right? It was bad. It, you know it, that's extremely bad. <laughs> It's bad. You know, the, uh, this is the thing. Okay. So people come, you know, people, you know, go, oh, the guys don't care. And then people go and blame the players, right? Like you're saying, go, oh, they got bad attitudes. The guys don't care. They're blah, blah, blah. I blame the franchise. I blame the franchise. You know, people want to point fingers at Buddy Heald. They want to point fingers at Deer and Fox. Oh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, suspicion going around that Fox has quit on the team and he's not hurt and all this stuff, which I think is kind of just fucking ridiculous. I think Sacramento is being extremely, extremely cautious with them because they suck. Um, but I, I blame the franchise. You know, you fired a coach in the middle of the season again, 
Okay. Uh, for, for really uh, a guy in Alvin Gentry who, you know, we came on here and spoke about who was not a clear upgrade. You know, there was really no, it didn't make any sense. Why fire Luke Walton now? You know, the, the Kings are in this rut and um, it didn't make sense to us after. And we've come on, we've had Luke Walton conversations about how he, you know, was in a, a COVID year. Uh, he got the shortened season, the shortened staff with a new general manager and a bunch of different factors. I'm not, I'm not, you know, supporting Luke Walton at all, but uh, that kind of turmoil in a franchise, that kind of turnover consistently, uh, that's not good. That makes guys lose trust. That makes guys not, uh, you know, want to be here. And um, they've certainly gotten worse since Luke Walton left, you know, and I, and I don't think that's, um, you know, I, I don't think that's a coincidence, you know, the, uh, the type of, you know, the type of culture around the team has, you know, it's been short leash, you're fired. You know, they don't really, you know, they don't really give anybody a chance and they've turned, uh, you know, then now the, now the fan base is starting to turn on, on guys like deer and Fox. So, um, you know, if, if I'm a player, I don't want to fucking be here <laughs> You're getting your ass kicked every night, uh, shitty coaching. So, you know, I, I think for fans, I think people need to really take a step back and not really players and, Oh, they don't want to be here. Bad attitudes. I don't think that's it. I think I'm kind of tired of, being in limbo of they don't know who's going to be their coach. They don't know if they're going to shipped out or, uh, you know, they, they're, they're on a team that's shown that uh, they're not willing to do what it takes to win. You know, I know this is kind of off topic, but they just pulled out of the Ben Simmons sweepstakes, you know? So um, they, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just have a hard time blaming, blaming, uh, blaming the players. It, it is. It's hard. It, yeah. So like, yeah, I, I get it, but there's a certain, there is a certain part of it that though, that it's like, I don't know what, what other explanation. I think that's that's where most most of people out there in Kingsland are at, right? They're like grasping at explanations or grasping at stuff. I, I think we always try to keep it like in context. I think a lot of it, yeah, like we said, you can fire your coach. I don't remember a team ever really getting a lot better once you fire your coach. And I said that like the day he got fired. So the, right there, it was like, and, you know, and, and we never really blame the coach guys either. So it's like hard to go that direction, Ryan. It's like Alvin Gentry. He's no world beaten coach. He's no, he's been fired a shit ton of times, dude. He's just, he's basically been a journeyman coach. Um, he knows that he's a lame duck coach this year, right? As far as like, wh wh where is his status? Like, there's no way he's going to be coaching this team long term. What's he doing? Like, it, it, I think that's what makes it more awful is that there's all these like question marks surrounding the front office, the players, the coach, the ownership, and then the lack of urgency literally from, all of those, all of those categories or levels of people. There's no urgency from the front office to fucking make a move or do anything. There's no urgency from the coach to like do, you know, do something different. I, I don't even know what the, what the fuck they could do, honestly. So I, I don't know. And then, and then, and then on the, the cherry on top, when you do have players who are performing well below their averages, they're not moving needles. And when you're a team who has pretty much no business losing two of 12 or two of 13 or whatever the math added up, I mean, you really have no business in that. You know, Rashawn Holmes, dude, what you, you, you known for going out there and playing hard and doing all, what, what has he done this year? He goes out there and just gives it's, it's, it's nothing, you know, all the people who were, you know, about that untouchable shit this last year, look at that now, you know, even HB come on. Right. Even buddy Hill, like, fuck, you know, like that thing, buddy Hill, dude, like the worst shooting slump I've seen him here as the Kings as a King. 
And, and I get that. So you can blame everybody and you're probably right. You could really be pissed off at anybody and every little thing. And you probably, you're probably right. But you know, here's, here's what I'll, here's what I would probably take us into a conversation about, right? I'd like to see what you think about this. That doesn't mean that there's a cause for overreaction though. That's one thing I, I do. I will say that I, you know, what happens, what happens Ryan, when people, when, when, when teams start losing, what, what, are, what are the fans takes start sounding like, right? Emotional. Oh, it's negative. It's emotional. It's negative. It's this guy's got to go. It's always the quick fix, right? It's always the, you know, they, they forget, right? It's the short-term memory that they like to, you know, they, they and take, take deer and Fox, for instance. Okay. Last January, or uh, I think it was January. Yeah. Deer and Fox went on a tear, right? Wasn't he like Western conference player of the month or whatever, you know, people forget that people, people want to look now and, uh, you know, and they, they automatically just want to turn the keys over to Halliburton. And it's obvious, you know, Halliburton's a good player. He is, but Halliburton's not the scorer that you need. You know, he, he needs to be paired with multiple scorers. So, um, you know, people just wanting to trade Deer and Fox. That's where the takes go, right? It's the short-term memory. You know, they, they don't look at the totality of a guy's production. They just look at what have you done in the last four games? And then the last four games you haven't played or last four games you've done shitty or this and that. And they, they want to make those emotional takes. Like you said, and you can't do that. You know, you, you can't, it's, it's just, it's extremely negative. So let's, 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 let's draw, let's drop, let's drop some counters against that. So like, that's one thing I, I go on Twitter. I go on Twitter has like these, I don't know what you call them, chat room. I don't call them chat rooms. That makes it sound like steezy early 2000s weird shit. But it's like, it, it, they're called spaces. And it's where they people just go post game and talk about stuff. And when I hear it, people, like you said, they, they overreact into their take and they want to find that big solution. And, um, you know, unfortunately, when you lose like this, it's like a lot of people now are starting to revert back to the blow it up thing, right? Give it all away. Give everybody away, right? And I, I just don't think that that's, that's the take. I think that the Kings really, clearly you have core players, you have core pieces. I, 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 not to make this whole anti-tanking thing again, but it's like, look, they, the Kings are bad right now, and they can be bad, and they're probably going to be bad the rest of the season. And it may be in their best interest to lean into that at some point. That, you know, I think as a rational person, I do have to say that, especially after this recent stretch, okay? But... Lean, there's a difference between leaning into that. Like, okay, because people said, well, why trade for Simmons? This season's done. And we've always said it's not about this season. It's about the next season and the season after. That's really what it's about. So I, I would just refrain, like, if okay, yeah, the Kings are sucking. Yeah, this season's looking like it's going to be a bust. But I, that just because that's, the, that's what's happening, it doesn't mean you need to just blow everything up. And that's what's crazy about the trade Fox stuff, trade everybody for anything that you can stuff. It's like, where does that put you? Really, where does that put you? You know, that puts you so far backwards. It puts you, it puts you so like so the hope that you can maybe get something and turn around in five years time down the road. I just think that that's what makes this season the most disappointing of all, too, is because for you know, let's go back a couple years, Ryan. We talked about that. The Kings won thirty nine games. There were buyers for Harrison Barnes. They had pending contracts in the off season, and they had Darren Fox coming into what was looking going to be that next step from what he was into, right? At twenty points a game, he took it to twenty five. Like, so you're going into that. There's reason to believe like the Kings are progressing. You know, there's reason to believe that they're going in the right direction from there. And for it to just regress to this level is really, it is really disappointing. 
you know, but that's why for two years we've been about that hashtag TTP, give up what you can, you know, mortgage short term, short term assets to go get somebody big time and see what you got. It's, you know, it's that kind of lesson I would say for for Kings so this this inching, these inching towards media, mediocre players and this reliant on these young players to take you that next level. All it does is just push things down the road and push things down. It's I, I guess to take away if if this continues this way, the thing I would take away is I, th- I see massive regret of the Kings not being more aggressive through drafts and trades over the last couple of years for key players that were on the market. Even you know even like uh, just I'm not, even like Demar Derozan, like you talked about, but Demar Derozan was available. You could have. I mean, there's just guys like that. Where just, hey, be aggressive for a little bit and see what you've got. But it's let's rely on Holmes, journeyman bench player. Let's. Let's let's hope that Harrison Barnes can go out there and for, and magically at age thirty take it to twenty something points a game. Let's hope that rookies can play key pivotal roles and carry us. Like I don't think that's the case. So I think as we go towards this trade deadline, I think for fucking once, see people like to say for fucking once, let's see them blow it up and play for, and tank and tank correctly, which is the take. And I think for once, I want to say just make some moves and, and be a little bit aggressive and and get some key players. It, it may not save this season, but it's about the next step, dude. And I think that's, that's a lot more closer to success than the backwards approach, man. Yeah. The problem with the, like you said, blow it up correctly. That would mean trading buddy, deer and Fox Bagley Holmes. It, it, that would literally mean trade everybody except for probably Halliburton. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that I, I'm just not a fan of that because you just never know how many first round picks have the Kings had in the last 15 years, you know, that they've just messed up on. Okay. That, that, that every, everybody in the NBA, it's so hard to draft correctly outside of, you know, realistically, you know, I know the Marvin Bagley thing, people are going to bring that up because that's fresh, but outside of really the top three, it's real in the NBA. You know, you have those for sure guys. And after that, it's a crapshoot. And then especially with the draft lottery, it's so fucking hard to just, you know, really just tank correctly, like everybody says. And the bad part about tanking like that is you ruin your franchise. You get guys, you get guys fired, you get GMs fired, and there's so much turnover. That's why Sacramento's had such a hard time trying to get out of the hole these last 15 years. There's just too much turnover trying to, you know, that bad. The second something goes wrong, out. Ah, we're going to, we're going to go to a new direction. We're going to do this. And it, it, it's just a never ending cycle. And like you said, for once, just be aggressive. Just try to do something different. That's what's fucking annoying though, about where people are going now too. Cause now guess what's happened. The timelines changed. People say, I hate, I, I want to say this. I was never about that timeline talk, you know, even a couple of years ago. Oh, everyone's got to be on the right timeline since fucking win since fucking win. And any team ever does everybody need to be the same fucking age. When is, when is that a thing? Like, that's some made-up weird fan bullshit, dude. Oh, everybody needs to be on the same developmental timeline so that they can all bust a nut at the same fucking time at 27 years old and win. When, when has that ever been a thing, dude? That's Golden State. That's that's well, that's that's the that's the Golden State factor, and we're so close to the Warriors, you know, geographically fucking, that people just... One fucking time where you happen to land maybe the best fucking point guard of all time like, you know, I, I, I tell, that's what I've always said, Ryan. I don't like to base decisions on the most extreme outlier situations ever. Okay. Like, sorry, you can't really model success when this, the team that had success had maybe the greatest point guard of all time. Okay. 
Like that's not really a realistic standard in my opinion. Okay. There's a lot of times that it's been done. Okay. And the most, and let's not even talk about championship. Let's just talk about being good and sustaining a higher level of play. Even the fucking Kings dude, when they got to their level, guess it was true. They did it through trades. They did it through trades. They traded Jason Williams for Mike Bibby. Okay, they 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 traded and got Chris Weber. They traded and got D, you know, like yeah, it was the yeah, they only really drafted. I mean, you know, they got Christie. They didn't draft him, you know, they they didn't draft Bobby Jackson. They really only drafted Peja, who was a core of that team for all those years. And people want to say, "Oh, Hito and all that stuff," but those guys were gone. And even that team, they even in their peak they wouldn't have to trade for a fucking all-star or Brad, Brad, you know? So it's like, let's talk about, it's like sustaining a higher level of play. Generally, if you look around the league teams, get a good, a good player or two, and then they, they're aggressive from there. So let's stop looking at golden state. Let's stop looking at teams like that. And let's look at teams more realistic. Let's look at the suns. Let's look at the bulls. Okay. Let's Chicago, look. Yeah. Let's Chicago look, is a great example. Let's look at like the Jazz. Let's look at teams like that. Particularly, I would say, let's look at the Bulls and let's look at the Suns. They had two young players, shit ass teams. Two young, they had a young player, shit ass teams. Zach Levine, twenty five point a game score, shit team. Devin Booker, big time score, shit team. You know, and then but but you you find you you go get aggressive and you surround them with some guys. What's the harm? You know what's the what's the harm? That what's 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 the harm, dude? Two, a couple years ago, when the Kings won thirty nine games. What was the fucking harm of trading your pick? I mean, you know, and that's even and that's where we come in now. I don't want to make this a whole because the whole Halliburton Fox thing has been such like a bullshit as debate lately. I think unnecessarily, but that's why when the conversations do come up, and it's it's about, hey, would you trade Halliburton for a? all-star player i feel like the answer should be yes you know and, and we've talked about it at length so we don't need to go into it people know where we stand but that's what i'm saying like dude you got the guys i, I just they need to that that's mostly how i feel and i think that we've said like pay, i think patience is running thin from everybody because everybody is just so anticipatory of something happening they want something to happen we've said it's it the de- moves happen at the deadline. That's really when moves happen. And man, if something doesn't pop off, this place is going to be, is, is going to lose it. It's going to lose it. It's going to fucking lose it. I think people, people are, are done. You know what I mean? Um, and, and I said, I just really would like to see it be aggressive in that direction. Hey, guess what though? Lesson for everybody out there. When you see this lesson for everybody. So when you come out and you debate us about Rashawn Holmes being that untouchable, last year when you when you start debating stupid ass takes like that this is the this is what i say this is the payoff when you fall in love with with role fucking players this is your payoff dude when you roll in year over year with role players this is your payoff dude this is your payoff and it's annoying and it's an, it's just so annoying at this point but even with all that dude i'm not supporting anything that talks about cuz you know here's the thing about here's the difference between leaning into losing this season and tanking leaning into losing is you know cuz really if the kings grind they get to a certain point where it's like it's over okay it's over it's over they're not 
Like right now, I'm seeing their top top five. We're talking top five pick territory. Let's keep it fucking real. That's where they're at right now. Okay, what's leaning into losing? For you, the only contracts worth freeing up really is Harrison Barnes. Buddy Hill's going to yield something. So if you if you're the trade buddy for anything, camp fuck you. That's dumb. It's a dumb take. It's a dumb take. Okay, so they're going to get something from get something for Buddy. Trade Barnes. Free up that money. Free up that. If you can move homes, move homes. That's. If anything, that, and I don't call that tanking. Tanking is trading deer and fox. That's fucking tanking to me. Do you? How do you? You think you think that's tanking? Anything else is not tanking. It's freeing up the cap space and kind of leaning in. Yeah, for sure. No, you said it right. I I think any you know trading your best player who, you know, last year twenty five points a game, this year twenty one points a game, uh, who's only what was he twenty four. You know, like anything out, any you know, moving him would be tanking. But um, you know, I I, th- I think it's safe to say that Holmes, Barnes, and Buddy are gone. Like I, I think that has to happen. And um, you know, you said it a few minutes ago. People are gonna fucking riot, dude. If Monty doesn't make a move, right? If if he doesn't make a move, there is gonna be some major issues, dude. Uh, but he's also said that he's you know tanking is out of the question, right? So. I would assume that means Darren Fox being moved is out of the question, you know, um, keeping, keeping Howell Burton and keeping Darren Fox, um, and trading those other guys means progress, I think. And I, and I'm all for that. I don't want those two guys to leave. I think they're, I think you can move those other guys and put somebody else with them and, you know, have a, a nice three piece core, uh, but yeah, tanking dude. It's, I, I just don't think it's going to happen, but dude, it, it, I'm telling you, it's, it's been, it's been crazy. Uh, you know, everybody's anticipating moves. Uh, everybody's freaking out. And so I keep saying, dude, February 10th just cannot come soon enough. And I wish I honestly, you know, I, I really just wish I could hit a fast forward button and just get this shit over with and, and see where the Kings lie. Uh, you know, and if, if something doesn't happen, dude, I, I, I'm going to really have to rethink, you know, this franchise as a whole, it's hard, dude. It, It really is. Uh, you know, I have season tickets. I don't even want to go to the fucking games, dude. I've, I've been, I haven't been to a game, you know, obviously this road trip, but, um, you know, I, I was looking at the upcoming schedule. They play OKC like twice. They play Minnesota. They're playing Wednesday against Brooklyn. Uh, I'm selling the tickets. I'm selling the tickets, dude. I, I'm not going to go sit there and, um, you know, watch a shit product, you know, when I can sit there, when I could sit at home and, and watch it on TV and turn uh, that shit off so when I, it gets out of hand. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, like I work the next day. Okay. Like I was all for beginning of the year. I was a four dude. I was out every game. Okay. You know, and I work early and I you know, early and I was getting home at 11 o'clock at night, waking up at four o'clock in the morning to go to work the next day and all that bullshit. I'm not doing that no more. I'm not doing that for, for the rest of the year. It's a shit product out there. Um, that's why I just really want for a to hit. Now, if they bring him some new young blood, or, or an all-star or something. Yeah. I'll go watch, you know, just as you know, there's, you know, it, it's a good, it's a good viewing thing, you know, but I'm not going to go watch this shit product, dude. It's, it's bad right now. And that's uh, February 10th cannot come soon enough. Well, you said something to start that off. Like, yeah, that, you know, I would say that the, if, if anything, this is where I, I go back and that the local media, I just fucking disappoints me a lot because they, no one presses, man. No one really presses. Everyone's just kind of, oh, well, I hope something happens. Like, or what's going on? Because all these quotes that come out with no pushback, it's like, how many times is Monty McNair, we're not tanking. We're not going to go back. We're going to try to win. We're going to do everything to try to win. 
well, dude, multiple cycles of action time have passed and off seasons, draft, free agency periods. You don't really show that. All right. So then then it's like we've talked about. Did you severely um, overestimate uh, your roster, overvalue roster? Can you not evaluate your, your roster as one? Um, I think that real questions that to be posed too is like, why was your best player coming off a career season and you did a bunch of things that was against him progressing on that season? What's the fuck's that about? You know, no one asks these questions. And a lot of the quotes that come out are that, well, we're going to try to do everything we can win. We're not, uh, this team is not going to go backwards. Okay. Well, show us, dude. Or how many times after a game? Oh, you know, we just need to do better. We just need to, well, you know, I don't even know some of the dumbass shit they say. Like, how many times are you going to say it where it's like, got to work harder? You know, we don't want to lose. Well, okay, dude. Well, do something about it. I don't know. You know, it's a lot of people say a lot of things, but no one does anything. And that's where, like, the local media is soft, dude. And that's something that I would say sucks. Because if you're in a lot of other markets, there's more urgency. It's on TV, right? This shit's on talk shows. People are talking about this. You know when talking about the Kings, you know, people are saying, oh, Kings suck again. Let's see what players we can take off. You know, that's anytime they talk about the Kings, that's all you're saying. It, it's 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 that, you know. It, it, I, I would say it's just the direction. I, this trade deadline will give direction, it, I hope, you know, but I don't know what to say, man. I think people are really frustrated too. I think it's it's showing. I think... You're seeing uh, King's Twitter just finally dying down a bit. You're seeing the interactions dying down a bit. You're seeing it in the arena dying down a bit. You know, something's got to give. Something's got to happen. The vibe around King's Land's bad, dude. You know, it, it's bad. I, I log on and, and I look at stuff. I haven't really been commenting lately because what's there to comment on? You know, I, I don't, you know, I, I come on here and we're negative and stuff. You know, I, I don't feel like I need to be negative in the face group. Face, face group, Facebook group as well. So um, something's got to give, dude. It's, you know, we came on here today. You know, usually we come on here, you know, when we have like a general idea of what we're going to talk about. We came on today and it was just kind of like, fuck, dude, do we go on? Do we just bitch the whole time? <laughs> you know, are we just going to, you know, what are the topics surrounding surrounding the Kings? It's, you know, let's move on. Let's get February 10th. And they've lost seven straight. And like you said, we're in the midst of a two and 14 stretch. Um, our best player is MIA with a supposed uh, sprained ankle. Um, you know, one of our, you know, consistent guys in Harrison Barnes is non-existent. Uh, you know, Rashawn Holmes, an untouchable, non-existent. So it's just frustrating, dude. You know, we can come on here and we can bitch for an hour. Um, but, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to add to the negativity. But it's, like I said, dude, this is the lowest point, man. This is it's demoralizing dude. I, I really believed coming into the season that this team could make the play in. I, I, you know, looking at the roster building off of last year and, and things just take a turn for the worse. And it's depressing, man. February 10th, hurry up. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Right. And, and for people that do listen to us and support us, it's like, you know, they don't want to cut here as come on and bitch. I think people, what they like about us coming on is that maybe we throw that angle. You know, we throw that take that that take that someone's not they're thinking that people aren't saying. And, and that's why 
of all of it, one thing I was trying to say earlier was that like, hey, don't get emotional with the takes. Don't go too far off the deep end. Like, look at things logically. Start start looking at players that you really liked and and say maybe maybe it's uh maybe maybe we can move them. Maybe, and what can we get for them that's realistic? But but I can't enter, and I don't think as a fan you should entertain the just give players away because fuck it. Like the fuck it YOLO life mentality. That's not doing anything either, man. That's not doing anything. And the people that support that are just people out there, the nerds on Twitter that want to do their mock drafts. You know, they want to tell you how, how this player is going to come in and fit and do this. But man, I tell you what, dude, because the Kings have been there and there's a road up and there's a road down. The road down looks like a lot of bad teams around the league that have been down for a long time. And the road up is is potentially the Chicago Bulls. The road up is potentially the Suns. It's potentially something like that. And you wanted a why, Ryan? Because the Kings have a real deal player in De'Aaron Fox. You know, and I didn't elaborate into the take earlier, but I said about the timeline stuff. It's baffling to me. I made a post this week, Ryan. It's baffling to me that the that Kings fans out there have turned and Kingslands out there has turned on a 25-year-old dynamic point guard, you know, if anything. That that's one thing that's baffling to me. They've turned on that guy. Um, and I think that if people just, just leaned into the idea that they can take that next step through acquiring players aggressively as we look towards this trade done, even if it means giving up your your draft, your coveted draft pick this year that you want to do your mock draft time, even if it potentially means giving up a young player, it might be the best thing and try something different. You're right. Agreed. Yeah. Hey, before we sign off, Ryan, I do want to shout out us people because, you know, we've we've been kind of touting the five star reviews and and those people who've been coming back to listen. So uh, before, you know, I've always said we're going to read everybody on here. So if you you want to leave a five star review for Kings Cast, you can slide down on Apple podcast after the show, um, submit one read on the show. Danny Boy 1680 says five stars so hey ryan he likes the show hey you guys are awesome just found you guys after joining kingsland on facebook and you guys are real and speak what most of us fans are thinking you've got a weekly listener for life go kangs dude he would even put the k-a-n-g-z sometimes i see people ryan with the k-a-n-g-s not about that dude that's a little bit hey K-A-N-G-Z, Kangs. You know what I mean? So shout out to you, Danny. Appreciate you listening, man. So, and hey, guys, we appreciate all of you listening. If you ever want to interact or be a part of the show, um, you know, you can always do stuff by tagging us. You can find Ryan and I on Twitter and Facebook at Kings Test Eric and at Kings Test Ryan. And we are active on all of our groups. Love to interact, debate the Kings. Um, if you want to support Kings Cast, like I said, slide down after the show, do that. We're on the Believe Podcast Network now. Uh, we're an affiliated show on there, B-L-E-A-V. Um, find us, share us, support us, do everything there. Um, so hopefully, man, this next couple weeks are a lot better. We know it's not cool tonight, but we're always going to be here coming back for you. See you next week for episode 102. So with that for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kanks. Kanks. This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory. Oh, 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 oh,
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.